Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. When was the last time you felt your spirit ignited, full of life, passionate, purposeful? Carolyn Swara believes that our spirits become dulled by life's challenges and the lack of capacity to continuously face them as individuals. Her extensive work in the corporate world includes executive positions in Big Pharma, sparking her passion for culture transformation on deep levels to support human and organizational success. Carolyn continues to do significant work with corporations large and small on their internal culture and leadership development. Additionally, her work has broadened to capture her own passion for supporting all people to find their passion, purpose, and power. She offers unique insights in one-on-one and team environments by integrating her Enneagram and Dare to Lead certifications with her Master's of Arts in Industrial and Organizational Psychology and other educational accomplishments. Her unique programs are designed to support individuals and teams seeking to find more courage, certainly a very important topic for us today, activate their resilience and achieve meaningful belonging on their own terms. Carolyn is a coach, a guide, a facilitator, a leader, and a mentor. She creates the space for groups and individuals to do the important work to develop leaders of the future. However, that may not look that way for each individual. Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Ed. And I did kind of a brief intro of you, and I'm just wondering, and I know our listeners would love to hear a little bit more about you and some ways that you are currently interacting in the marketplace. Yeah, I'd say the biggest way that I am interacting in the marketplace right now is really helping teams and and, and leaders really go inward and understand some things about themselves that are inhibiting their ability to impact a team and an organization the way that they would really hope. Um, so really shifting away from looking at systems and cultural transformation, and I love that stuff, but what I've come to learn over the past two years is the only way that's truly going to happen is when we can go inward. And uh, and so that's really where I'm, I'm putting a lot of my work and, and really helping people find their way out of burnout and all of this excessive stress that we're feeling. Well, every organizational leader I know is feeling stress at work. So 
workplaces seem to continually get harder and harder as places to be in general, not everywhere, but it's harder and harder. And certainly there are a couple of key words that I mentioned that I'd love you to take a few minutes to expand on. And one is the certification you developed and foster the dare to lead because dare is kind of a code word or transition between courage, bravery, candor, conflict navigation, right? Requires a daring perspective. Can you tell us a little bit more about the program or what people would gain by participating? Yeah. So uh, Dare to Lead is um, a certified program that Brene Brown uh, created based off of her research and her book, her best-selling book in 2000, I think it was 2018, it got published. Um, and so I'm one of those people who is certified to deliver her material. And so we dive into, in that work, um, understanding what vulnerability means, why it is important and what the research showed her research showed that there are four learnable observable and measurable skills to courage and so in that work we learn those skills we apply them and really make it practical and take it from theory into application um, specifically in in the workplace um, what i find whenever i do a dare to lead program people within the first few minutes are like this, this is like, is it okay? But my, is it okay to talk about personal things? Because like, this is applying to everywhere, which is always a beautiful invitation to invite people to really try and show up at work as who they are, because our brain doesn't know if we're at work or at home or, you know, anywhere in the community type thing. So it's, it's a really beautiful invitation to help people understand the importance of self-awareness and really finding connection with ourselves. Well, a lot of the people that I work with who are clients oftentimes tell me a lot about themselves at work. And one of the questions I'll ask them at some point is, are you this way at home? Right. Because you want to get a sense of are they this way all the time, which makes it a more compelling area of interest versus somebody who is completely different at home. And I know psychologists talk there that there are some people who are home one way and at work another. I've never met them. You know, to me, most people are the same. As you said, your brain doesn't really know, you know where you are, what the nature of the relationships are. But, uh, you know, I think we tend to operate in very similar ways, both at home and at work. And you used another keyword for us on our podcast, which is vulnerability, right? That my uh, need to be able to say something to you that might be hard to say or hard for you to hear requires for both of us a degree of vulnerability. And I'm just wondering if you could take a minute to tell us maybe a little bit more. I'm not looking for you to give away any secrets from the Dare to Lead program, but <laughs> you know a little bit more about vulnerability. Yeah, no secrets being given away because the book is out there and published. Um, here's here's what I've learned about vulnerability. Um, and I'll share my own personal experience. I thought I was vulnerable. Uh, and I thought, yes, I am willing to talk about myself. I'm willing to share personal information. And, you know, I was a pretty good leader when I was in the corporate world. And after reading the book and being certified, I was like, man, I completely messed up what I thought this word was all about. And so that that was a huge eye opener for me. And so I always lead with that example when I do this work. So vulnerability isn't about sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. It's not about how much you cry. And it's not about um, it's also not about being a weakness. So what was so insightful for me was learning that vulnerability is an emotion. And it's this emotion that shows up in us when we don't have control and when we have to sort of let 
let go of the reins and just let let whatever needs to happen happen right so um vulnerability you know it happens in us because we we are we are we think there's a risk of something happening to us and and so you know i tried to do a lot of things in the workplace that would minimize anybody judging me or telling me that i was wrong because i felt if i wasn't wrong and i never used the word perfectionist because i didn't consider myself a perfectionist but i always wanted to be doing the right thing and being a good employee and so i was anything but vulnerable to be to be really honest with you well and when I, and i'm not an expert on vulnerability and i'm sure like you i think i'm way more vulnerable than i really am but you know i always also thought that vulnerability had to do with honesty and that uh, the more vulnerable you are or the more vulnerability you experience from others, it is times where they're being very honest about what they're thinking, feeling, experiencing, always respectfully and professionally, right? They're not, as we like to say, slapping you across the forehead with a two by four, but, you know, just saying to you and uh, maybe it's hard for people to be vulnerable because they don't have the language on how to say what it is that they are feeling or experiencing. Absolutely. So I'd say that that's a big piece of it, um, for sure. And I mean, we know from lots of research that our ability to name our emotion when we're in it is is pretty limited. Here's the other thing that stops us from being vulnerable is is all of the self-protective behavior. And so in the Dare to Lead work, that's called armor. And armor can look like a lot of regular behaviors that we see in our workplace, you know, um, working really hard, being a perfectionist, getting it right. And those things stop us from being vulnerable because we are trying to protect ourselves from being shamed. Um, And not that anybody's trying to intentionally shame us, but if we feel like, you know, we didn't complete a project to its fullest uh, potential, we might feel that we're not good enough. Um, And so that armor can go up and then we're a lot less inclined to be vulnerable and to be honest. So when you said that word honesty, I thought, yeah, it stopped like that armor stops us from being honest with ourselves. And if we can't be honest with ourselves, how can we be honest with somebody else? Right. And this is one of the reasons I'm kind of drawn to the word vulnerability. And there are other words that are similar to this because we have not been taught or trained how to be vulnerable or brave. You know, when you and I went to junior high and high school and college, there were no classes on bravery at work or in personal life or vulnerability. And then you get dropped into a job and suddenly you're expected to be brave or suddenly you've got to show show vulnerability and you don't even know how to do it. So maybe that's where this term armor comes from because we've created armor around each other, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, that is there. And it makes it really, really hard to make good progress. Well, and we've also got these societal beliefs that get handed down, understandably how that's happened, that vulnerability is a weakness. And, and yet it's also something we really admire. So, you know, for any of, of the, the folks listening, you know, think of the best manager, the best leader you, you ever had. Chances are you felt very safe around them. They were able to be vulnerable with you. You were able to be vulnerable with them. And, and that's, you know, a, not something we were necessarily taught, as you said. No, we were not taught how to be brave. We were not taught how to be vulnerable. Uh, I agree with you. I think when we hear the word vulnerability in most corporate organizations, it's deemed as a frivolous area that we're not going to spend a lot of time on because if we're going to compete in the marketplace, 
we can't be vulnerable. We've got to be strong and take the hill and not show people our weaknesses. You never want to show your weaknesses. That old phrase, never let them see you sweat. Yet you and I both know through experience of working with colleagues that vulnerability creates progress, right? Until you're honest with somebody, you can't ever move forward because you're always going to kind of be stuck where you are. And what about the seeking to find more courage? Is that another phrase for vulnerability or you're working with clients and helping them be more courageous what is what is that about you can't you can't have courage without vulnerability so um yeah they absolutely go go hand in hand and you know what does courage look like in the workplace i think i think it's like anything it's like a continuum so like what are small little pieces of, of courage and then what are those big huge moments of of a courageous like i'll say intervention and i think what I've come to understand about leadership is I think, I think really good leadership are small moments of courage every day. Um, you know, opening up discussions that might take longer than you thought or might have a degree of unpredictable, um, unpredictableness. I don't even know if that's a word, but, um, you know, yeah, like, you know, I think you can get the sense of what I'm talking about. So to me, I think it's those smaller moments that really add up because it invites people into to an environment and into an interaction with you that says, hey, I'm not here to control you. I'm here to listen to you and see you for what it is you have to offer. I'm not going to judge. And that ultimately tells our brain that this is a safe place for you to come into. And so I think those small moments of courage and belonging are really, really what can make our workplaces Uh, like really shine and thrive. And great leaders recognize this and look for ways to create places and spaces for certain behaviors or honesties or perspectives to get shared, right? Rather than shutting it down. We hear all these stories about bosses who are overly manipulative and don't want to go there, don't want to talk about it, right? And we don't feel engaged in those relationships because we feel shut down or diminished. And when we think about bravery, Carolyn, I'm wondering if you have a story from your past that describes a time when you were not brave or avoided being brave and what that story might be and any impact that that behavior you know, had on you personally or professionally. Oh, huge. And I think it comes back. I just want to say one thing to what you said. I don't think that people wake up in the morning, leaders in particular, and think I'm going to go be a jerk today at work and I'm going to try and shut down everybody. I mean, there might be a few people like that. Um, but what inter- what's, what's interesting about that mindset is I think it brings us a little bit more compassion when we realize the people that we work with are really, really trying to do the best that they can. And so that links into my story about a time that I didn't demonstrate bravery. And I remember it so clearly. And it, it was one of those like smaller moments. I had a lot of people that used to come by my office when I was in the corporate world. Um, just sort of like for some informal coaching or mentoring, that sort of thing. And I remember this one person that came through and, and we had a bit of a friendship as well. And I used to have this mantra that like, you have to know who's who in the zoo to be able to progress your career. And so this was somebody who was newer in their career and, and she had asked, you know, for some insight. And I said, Hey, you gotta know who's who in the zoo. Um, because when you know all the animals, you know where you stand. And that was a moment of not being brave. And it sounds like a simple moment. And why was that not brave? 
it's absolutely the wrong advice to be giving people because you're basically saying, hey, fit into the system, know where you stand and don't step out of line. Like follow follow the lead of, of the animals in the jungle, so to speak. And how did that impact me? Well, um, as I started doing more and more of this work, encourage and vulnerability, that moment still sits with me thinking, oh my God, that was such horrible advice. And it was not courageous at all. What I could have been saying to this person was, what do you want to stand for? What are the values that you want to stay grounded and connected to? And how can you navigate through this organization while staying connected to those values? And taking it taking away this point about having to fit into a system or a hierarchy, because that's essentially what I was saying about the jungle, and helping her find a place in the organization that she could be grounded in her values and say those things that needed to be said. And she did have some great ideas and she ended up leaving the organization because she just didn't feel like she belonged. Well, that can happen to a lot of people. And I think many of our listeners sometimes wonder, do I belong in my organization? Do I belong working for the person that I'm working for? And I agree with you. I do not believe the vast majority of people get up every morning, look in the mirror and say, I'm going to make it a terrible day for everybody I work with. Uh, they think they're doing the best that they can at work. And, you know, sometimes they take a road that isn't going to be popular or well received, but that's what they think they have to do to succeed and whatever. And we hope they stumble across people like you and I who can help them be more embracing and vulnerable. But, uh, you know, sometimes this is where bravery also plays a role, uh, leaving a successful career or leaving a successful organization to move on to another opportunity. A lot of people think requires bravery, right, in order to recognize that what you're doing and as a prior podcast guest mentioned, not feeling like your passions and special powers are getting tapped into at work and you want a place that really recognizes your special powers and the things that you can bring that are unique to you and look for ways to you know, bring it to the organization and the customer and clients that you might be working with. Yeah. And imagine if I had said to that person, okay, like, and it really nurtured that and invited them to, like I said, stay grounded in their values, not conforming to a system. I mean, I think, I really think about that advice I gave her often um, and really how it, it was really just a symbol or, uh, of where I was at and how I felt I needed to perform to fit in. Well, you also mentioned something that we are attempting to solve in the world, and I don't think that we will ever solve it, but we hope the podcasts that people listen to can help them, which is not feeling later regret, which it sounds as though you're feeling now and I have felt over decisions I made at my prior corporate career, uh, decisions I did that I look back now on and say, I can't believe you did that or why didn't you do this? And we just didn't for whatever reasons, but trying to minimize regret that we might feel upon reflection. Yeah. Or, and learning from it and learning from it. Because I think Dan Pink wrote a, a, a book recently, right? The Power of Regret. Was it Dan Pink that wrote that one? He did. And it, I'm sure you, it talks about, right, how we learn from these behaviors and ensure because this happens as well, right? We regret what happened, but darn it, it's never going to happen again. And here's what I'm going to do next time. And we learn from it. 
So, Carolyn, it has been great having you as a guest on Be Brave at Work. And if folks want to find out more about you and the work that you're doing, where can they go? The easiest place is to go to my website, carolynswara.com. And everything you need to know and other ways to get in touch with me will all be right there on that page. And for some of our folks, can you spell Swara? Yes. Uh, Well, I'll spell my whole name. Uh, Carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N. Swara, S-W-O-R-A dot com. Fantastic. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for being a guest today on Be Brave at Work. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at CabotRisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.